No, with CrossFitters that have been doing it over a year, there's still questions to be answered. Um, and sometimes after being it for a year, you may be hesitant to ask those questions. Um, and I think the point of this podcast, to my understanding, will be to kind of answer those questions that people sometimes don't want to ask the coach. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of media out there, like for the beginner, beginner, hmm. and just like not kind of like the middle of the road people. Yeah. Yeah, the middle ground. Yeah, which is uh, what was it when when you talk about uh, uh, teaching, you often find the people that fall in the middle always get left out. So you always have the, you know, the people that are brand new get all the attention, and the people that are really really good get all the attention, and then those people that really deserve most of the help that have been doing it for a while are kind of like left in the middle because they know Which enough. Which is ironic because they're the biggest group out of everybody. Right? Yeah, There's yeah. like only one or two that are brand new or been there forever and don't need your help. Like most of us yeah. fall into that category of being middle of the roaders. But they're good enough to hide. So they, yes. can, they can get in the corner and they're like, they aren't doing anything too wrong. We'll, we'll go back to them eventually and you forget about them because they're good enough that, you know, they don't need help. But they yeah. really do. So I have been keeping a list of my questions. I'm a little bit neurotic and keep a CrossFit diary, which is now like 50 pages long. Um, and I broke it down to five sections. I have a lot of questions on pacing and breathing and technique, CrossFit in general. And then like other questions that just like are in the back of my head all the time that I never get to ask, so. Perfect. Well, welcome to the CrossFit Casco Bay podcast. That pretty much sums it up right there. We got Dash with us today, as well as Coach Sam and Coach Nick, and I am Coach Zach. Um, we're basically going to talk about, like like Nick and Sam and everyone's been saying, we're going to talk about um, some of the questions that... Um, some people might be having, if they're not necessarily brand new, they may be like a year in and, uh, might be feeling a little left behind or have some standing questions. So why don't we start off dash by, um, tell us your CrossFit story and kind of where you're at in your whole fitness career. Yeah. So I'm dash and I'm named such because I come from roller derby and signed up for CrossFit about a year ago. Uh, I was powerlifting kind of on my own and just wanted a bit more cardio, which I would never do on my own. <laughs> and I'd kind of, I've been in Derby for almost nine years now and was kind of thinking about a retirement plan of what am I going to do after this? And I'd like to be good at it when I start doing that. Um, so I started cross training at CrossFit and it's been fun. Awesome. So what's the, what's the first question you got for us? And we'll kind of just uh, round table it, I guess. All right. So I guess we could start with technique. Um, I have a lot of technique questions and one of them is, why do y'all talk about getting your elbows up so much, like during cleans and thrusters and all those barbell movements? Sam, you want to start well, off? I love how wildly specific you are in your very first <laughs> question. This is so good. But I think it translates to a lot of things. And really what it comes down to is us pushing mobility and making sure that you're in a place that's safe for any of your lifts. And when you talk about cleans or front squats or when we talk about keeping your elbows up, what you're looking for is to push yourself to that range of motion where you're going to allow that lift to be then its safest, right? We want that loading to be over your center of gravity. We want your arms to give it a platform. We want your shoulders and elbows and wrists to be supple enough to make those positions. So that's a cue that's pretty easy and one that I think a lot of coaches sort of grab onto. Because I once heard a great tip in roller derby where if you want to mess with the other jammer, you just ask, what are your elbows doing? 
when you do that. And like, it totally messes everybody up. So then they're thinking about like, whoa, what are my elbows doing? (laughs) All right. Yeah. It's like one of those things that we want to be a a natural thing that you'll do is, is it's similar to like letting your kind of wrist fall back in the snatch into that nice position. It's the same thing. We want to get used to putting those elbows up, especially when we're doing like thrusters or heavy cleans, it's just going to be like a a safety thing. Um, but I think it is easy for a coach to kind of uh, use that cue a lot. So I can see why that question would be asked. <laughs> yeah. It's like the knees and out watching thing footage, too. you just hear it so much. I'm like, why do my elbows matter at all? It's like squeeze your butt. It also <laughs> looks good too. So. Yeah. All right. Well, here's like a more general one. So after being coached through a squat by a few people, it's like, all right, breathe in deep, brace, make a double chin, squeeze your back, tighten your arms, put your weight in your heels. No, put your weight in your outer heels, squeeze your butt more, uh, look up, look down, look up and down, look toward 45 degrees. No, not like that. And it's like, there's so many cues for like one simple squat. And I just like, how do you all prioritize them or go about thinking that? That is a good question. And hopefully, um, when you are getting coached, it's something where they focus on one of those elements at a time and try to bring you through that thought process in a class. Um, just like any movement, there's a thousand things to think about, but when you're squatting as a coach, the first thing I look for is make sure the athlete's braced. Okay. Make sure their core is locked down. That's going to protect their back, which I I find a squat is the thing I want to protect most first. Um, After that, I want to make sure their knees are tracking well. Um, So those are the two priorities I always focus on, especially with beginners. And then after that, you know, um, it's, another thing you can focus on and another thing you can focus on and they can go down the list on making things look pretty because at the end of the day we all have something we can work on to make it a little better um but that's why you are probably always hearing a thousand different things that may be different with your squat um yeah especially in a situation where you have more than one coach and you might see more than one coach in a week so you're going to get different cues and don't be afraid to advocate for yourself sometimes with your coaches and say i've been working on this thing with coach nick or i've been doing this thing with coach sam and move forward in that way and kind of pinpoint what you're looking for or ask questions uh because it really what it comes down to on my side is always you know safety and form and those would be what i pick up with nick too which is why i would also encourage people not to get angry when they i'll sometimes get people come to me and ask am I doing this right? Should I be focusing on that? Should I be thinking about this? And I'll say sometimes, don't worry about that. Yeah, maybe it's not perfect right now, but don't worry about that. We're not working on that right now. And so sometimes that's important too, to keep yourself focused. I think something that people might not realize when they're doing CrossFit is actually the further in your career you go, the more things that we can critique you on. Cause when you're fresh out of like on-ramp or you're in on-ramp, we're not going to tell you all these like little nitpicky things. We're just trying to get you to do the movement safely into standard. But the longer you do it and the more weight you're using and the more experience you get, we can now start to like pick apart like little things to optimize. So it's the difference between like, we're just trying to do it at all to like, okay, now we're optimizing it. So I hope people don't get discouraged. Like I feel like, Oh, I've been doing CrossFit for a long time and I'm still, I still have things wrong. We will forever find things wrong with your squat. We'll forever find things wrong with each other's squats. Uh, and that's the point. So I would just like try to take advantage of it. And maybe if you find that a lot of coaches are different, giving you different things, maybe just try to focus on one of them. And like we're saying here, just like advocate for yourself and tell them, Hey, I'm kind of focusing on my, where I'm looking in the squat. And you know, maybe I'll try to focus on those other things once I have that locked down. All right. It sounds like you guys are saying one thing at a time. (laughs) That's nice. Um, All right. So 
I get the snatch spooks uh, when I when the snatch starts feeling like heavy or like the deadlift starts feeling heavy in it. I start acting like really crazy and get terrified for no reason. And I act like a fool. I can't do anything properly. uh, And I just lose my mind. Snatch Spooks is like the most killer punk band name I have ever heard. I love this. Can I get that hashtag? Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you just eat more, yeah. when, you, when you get under heavy weight, it'll, it'll be easier. You stole my tip. Right? Yeah. I think there's a lot to be said for being in your head. And everybody knows that I'm somebody who talks about, you know, the mental aspect of CrossFit, good and bad. And I think that it's one of those things that is hard to work through for a lot of people and working with your coach and being honest about that, uh, is again, something that's going to help you move forward because then we can try to work. Okay. Well, this cue's not working, so let's try something else. Or let's come up with a different strategy on how to attack this. Maybe we work up incrementally and you know what your path is going to be. And, and we can see that. And maybe that takes some of the guesswork out of it, or maybe your approach is different and, and you respond in a different way. Um, but, I think for a lot of people, you get to a mental threshold that has nothing to do with how much weight you can can move in a lot of movements. Snatch just te- happens to be extremely technical and extremely challenging. Uh, so I think it lends itself to that for a lot of people. I, I think it's one of those as a, as a coach, what you look for is technique, like we talked about before. Um, and if you are able to, to move through a movement properly, um, I believe that it's one of those things where you just keep climbing where until that technique breaks down and if it never breaks down, then it just, just, you should be confident in the fact that if I'm moving well, um, I can get under as much weight, um, as I want. And if I'm doing it correctly, uh, if, if I screw up, uh, my techniques can allow me to make sure that I'm safe. So recognize how far you've come. Yeah. Yeah. You recognize as you know, what you've been able to accomplish so far and really put that in your bank as well. Just, it's, it's one of those where all of a sudden you put five, 10 more pounds on the bar. Don't just forget everything you did with the, <laughs> with the bar when you did it five, 10 pounds lighter. No, that's it, what I'm saying. Yeah. That's that, what happens. It, it's, it's hard. It's a mental thing, but it's, it's just, again, like Sam was saying, gathering that confidence and just say, I still got to do this exactly how I was moving before. And if I'm, I've gained strength over time, it's going to move. And, and it's how do I get into that headspace of just trying it and being confident with that. All right. Moving on to some methodology questions. Why is it better for me to do something scaled in five minutes than to take 20 minutes to do it RX? Ooh, that's a juicy that's one. That's a loaded question. <laughs> you want to take I like it? it. You want to take uh, it? Well, I mean, I can start with the short answer. Uh, it's really what it comes down to is what were you supposed to get out of that workout? Because maybe it's not better that you did it in 20 minutes RX. Right. What we need to figure out first is what was intended for that workout. Was that workout supposed to be a 10 minute burner that sucked the life out of you? Or was it supposed to be a 20 minute trudge that was really technical? Once you figure that out, then you should be able to figure out what's more appropriate for you. Maybe you underscaled, right? Or overscaled, depending on how you look at that. And you've gone too light or you've cut too many reps down and then you'd miss the point. Or maybe you you had fixated on this idea of being RX and you went RX and instead of it being a 10 minute workout, it became a 20 minute workout and you missed the point there as well. And so that's why we talk about stimulus so much or what you'll hear us talk about that and sort of hammer that, that catchphrase home. That's, 
what the crux is. And that's why it's important to remember that even RX athletes aren't RX athletes every single day. You're going to come up against something that you need to figure out how to achieve the stimulus best for you. And that's every single day. And that's what we're here for too. Yeah. In regards to your question, like I said, um, or like what Sam said, stimulus is, is number one. And that's what we go for when we're, when we're programming. Um, but when we come into the, the kind of what we've been talking about today in regards to a, a crossfitter who's been doing it for a little bit, um, then I think as a coach, we can start working into, okay, maybe we change up the stimulus for this athlete every now and again. Not like we have the purpose of the class, but you know, say if I know you can move well and you can move safe and we're trying to work on a weakness of yours um, and it might just change the stimulus of the workout up a little bit, um, and we just tweak, you know, one of the elements, say you're trying to get your handstand pushups and you can safely move through a handstand pushup. Um, but you're not going to be able to get the rep scheme done in the amount of time we need to. Maybe I'll have you work through that that day, decrease the rep scheme some maybe, but also, um, if we can get some volume in, in a, in a movement that you're struggling with, I have no issues having you take a little bit longer than you're supposed to, to work on the weakness, but not every time you do it. Absolutely. That's how we get to focus on it being a personal journey for you. And that's part of what we try to do at our gym specifically, obviously, but also what CrossFit tries to do for everybody is to make that personalized. That's why scaling exists to begin with. Yeah. And I think if your goal is to do the heavier workouts or the RX workouts, your fastest way to get there is by doing the workouts as best you can to match the stimulus that you were you know, supposed to achieve. So if you're trying to get uh, like it's just something like even Fran where you can do like 21 pull-ups in a row and then, and then unbroken uh, thrusters at 95 pounds. You're way better off doing those with ring rows and the empty barbell for like the first five times you do it, trying to get that like under four to three minutes. And that's just going to make you so much better for um, instead of doing like a 12 minute Fran with 95 and regular pull-ups. All right. Good transition. How do you know you've gone out way too hot? <laughs> Red line, red line. Like red line in a workout? It becomes pretty obvious like when you're in the workout. Yeah. <laughs> like you usually realize you've done too much work too fast when you hit a wall and it's too early or you feel your muscle going to failure and it's 30 seconds in. I mean, I think that's an awareness that I think a lot of us have. I think what a lot of us don't have is the wherewithal to accept that awareness and say, Oh shit, I, I went out too hot. (laughs) I think there's very few people that have to go out hot and worry, worry about it in regards to what they're doing it for. Um, going out hot. Yeah, it sucks. But if you're, if you're just a general CrossFitter, you know, you you learn a little lesson that day. Um, it, it really would only come down to, you know, yeah, you learn from that mistake. Um, from a competitive side, you got to be a little smarter about it. Um, but that, that's a different realm of CrossFit. So if you do, if you do get into a workout, um, especially if somebody that, you know, maybe competing is not your thing, but you want to be smart about pacing, um, depending on the length of the workout, you know, you can find out pretty early on, maybe I went a little too slow. I can just keep picking it up a little bit. Um, that's easier to do than to go the other way where it's, you know, I have a 12 minute workout and two minutes in, I'm already have my heart rate jacked up. You know, it's easy to kind of be like six minutes in and be like, you know, I can go harder. You can make up a lot of time that, that final six minutes. 
Yeah. A lot of my questions are about pacing because it's hard to figure out how much I should be suffering at any moment. Um, like the most suffering, <laughs> yes. it gave me sports induced asthma was the six minutes, seven minutes um, of bar over burpees. Uh, I just really went for it and had asthma all day. And then like versus like a 2000 meter row, I don't, I don't know. And then like a 5k run, I'm just like, I don't know. Should I just be at like a suffering at an eight consistently or do I ever go to 10? I don't know. So I think, I think that comes a lot with just experience in general, like just doing it over a long period of time. I think when you've been doing CrossFit as long as the the coaches in here have, like we're talking like five plus years or whatnot, uh, I think you'll know how it feels. I think with CrossFit, there's so many movements that it's hard because we don't do them every single day that it's like, okay, what is bar facing burpees supposed to feel like? And like when I'm doing a, a, a slower AMRAP pace or like a four time pace. And I think that comes over time that you'll learn like a runner when how many times did I have to slow down or like, what was my mile time? So I think what we can do to get better that and maybe speed up the process of learning what your pace is, is by actually tracking your workouts and tracking how you feel during workouts. So I feel like a lot of the times we don't like to put our workouts in and we're just like, Oh, whatever. I just, I showed up, I did my workout. But if you, if your goal is like, Oh, I really want to get better. I want to learn how to pace and get the most of my workouts. Maybe in the comments, like I'll put your score in and in the comments say, Hey, I felt like an eight this entire time. And I was doing this kind of rep. So again, I'll bring up Fran cause it's easy. Hey, I did Fran and I did 21 of broken thrusters and then had to rest and chalk my hands for 30 seconds before I did any pull-ups. It was like, okay, well maybe next time I'll do, um, I'll drop it at 15 and then rest and then keep going and then maybe you ended up doing more work in less time which means a better workout so I think it just comes with experience and then being conscious of uh, what you're doing I think it has to do a lot too with the amount of intensity you want to bring to your workout and I know Nick loves the intensity question and uh, the reality is, is not everybody comes to the gym to redline everything and roll around on the floor in front of the fan. And, and we get that, but there is an element of you did come to the gym for a reason and you are there to push yourself. And so you should be sweating and you should be feeling it at the end and you need to be pushing yourself. And that should be a motivating factor for you in your workouts. You should be able to say to yourself, am I giving it my all? Am I going a hundred percent? And maybe hundred percent for that day means that you're not at an eight throughout the whole 5k because you've got something else going on that day. You've got a derby game or whatever, but the reality is you still need to be pushing yourself. And if you ever felt like I, you walked away from a workout and didn't give it your all, then you know, you need to up your intensity. And if, if five days out of the week you are rolling around on the floor, then we need to talk about you probably pushing this intensity to a place that's unhealthy. I, I like this question in regards to, to stimulus and, and, um, we've had a lot of questions about programming and all this stuff in the past. And, and I'm a firm believer that intensity is king and volume is, it's not as important. Um, and that's, that's what makes a program. If you send it on every workout, you're going to get fitter. And that's, that's, that's how you build up your work capacity is by hitting that point of, Oh my God, that, that was hard, really hard. Um, you know, mind altering, you know, that, that the change by, by really just upping your pace, you know, those come to Jesus moments during a workout. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. When you, when, when you've done Fran and and people like, Oh, I have Fran lung or I'm tasting pennies. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't need to do that every day. 
Um, we got to understand, you know, um, in regards to recovery and all that stuff, but that intensity that you add into your workout throughout the week, um, is really how you do develop capacity. Uh, and that, that's when people are always like, well, I'm not getting better or, you know, my, you know, I'm still kind of around the same time in these, in these type of workouts. It's like, you have to, to, like I said before, send it if you want to be able to get better and push things and, and not being worried, like you said, in regards to pacing before, we don't always want to finish the workout as fast as we could or, or quote unquote game a workout. Sometimes it's good to burn out in the middle of the workout because you develop more capacity in that burnout. You're like, okay, I, I went as hard as I could. I found out I couldn't hold on. I finished the workout, but you know, it was probably two minutes, you know, um, it was probably two minutes slower than I could have done it if I had gamed it because I went for broke on my, on, on a broken set of, you know, muscle ups and I hit failure and had to wait until I could do a muscle up again to finish the workout. So that's really nice to hear. I wouldn't have thought of it that way. Uh, I have more questions you'll like Nick, um, <laughs> specifically those, met cons where we like we run and then we do heavy squats and then we run like I sit there like a dope when I get back to the barbell and just like breathe heavy for a while because I know I can't brace and like have my breath ready for my perfect form squat if I just ran 800 meters it's like not going to happen without a minute rest right now uh and I feel like an idiot and then I see people who are those RX athletes. They're like, yeah, I just went for it. And then, you know, I'm not going to call anyone out, but I, someone else is like, yeah, my back really hurts. I probably didn't do that in great form. And it's just like, I don't know where to like, I'm not doing it right, but I don't think they are either. So what's like the right way to moderate that workout? This is a great stimulus question again. And also a technique question at everything that comes in the CrossFit. Dash um, is crushing the questions. This this is a good one because it is one of those, if you're doing a workout in a Metcon that requires weightlifting, you should be comfortable enough with that weight to move safely throughout the whole workout. So a couple things in regards to your question, either you having to wait a little bit of time to get on that barbell, I appreciate you doing that for technique purposes, but that weight may be too heavy in that and for the stimulus of that workout. So going lighter in that loading would allow you to probably get the stimulus we're looking for um, because usually in a Metcon, the weight should be a weight that you should be able to breathe through. So you can remain braced while breathing. That's, that's something that's very hard to understand how to do, um, especially you'll see that at a higher level. So higher level crossers are very good at that to remain safe. Um, that's why when newer people come in, weight is really not super important to us because that's hard to understand how to brace like we talked about before while you're moving. So bracing comes first while you're while you're going through that nice and fast. So that, that's kind of my answer to that question. I don't know if that that kind of clarifies it a little bit. Yeah, I think, you know, when it comes down to it, what you're looking for, again, is to be able to figure out what that stimulus was and if that stimulus is to go hard on that barbell and that's what you're pushing yourself for, then that's one thing. But if the reality is, is that the run was too much for you to take and that's why you needed to recover longer or the barbell is going to be too much for you to hit under that fatigue or under that stress, then you need to make adjustments somewhere. And maybe it comes back to the other question. Maybe it comes back to you having that confidence and knowing I can actually push through this and feel the pain and feel the burn and know that I can make this lift even though I'm under stress and, and to give yourself that chance. Uh, again, some of those RX athletes that you might be looking left or right at, 
maybe they're not making the right choice either, but their confidence level or their know-how and their knowledge has let them know that they're going to give it a try. They're going to figure it out one way or another. Yeah. You eventually make the switch from uh, doing what your technique will allow to then doing what your capacity will allow. So like when you're first, like I could arguably say like your first three years of CrossFit, you technically should probably still be in what my technique will allow me to do. So you're probably missing snatches, not because you're not strong enough. It's probably just because your bar wasn't close enough or your bar body contact wasn't good enough or your, your squat mobility isn't good enough to catch that kind of weight low enough. Um, so I think uh, kind of like what Nick was saying is you should be walking up to the bar that you could do in your sleep. And if that's the empty bar, then that's the empty bar. And we're learning from that. And I think what your PR ends up becoming is your ability to do this squat clean, for example, uh, after running 800 meters and your heart rates through the roof. And so whatever that is, if that's 135, cool. Next week you wrote that down next week. Okay. My technique PR for this kind of workout is, is now 140 and I'm going to do that today. And eventually it becomes, all right, this is supposed to be heavy for me. That's 185. And I'm going to send it and I'm going to do it with good technique because for the last two or three years, I've been doing it with good technique with lighter weights. Yeah, that all sounds smart. But what happens is I come in from the run (laughs) and I'm like, (sighs) and I can't like, I can't brace a PVC pipe at that point. Slow down the run. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what I was going to say. Then you need to know that about yourself as an athlete. And then you need to, you need to tone down the run significantly so that you, maybe you start walking before you get to the big doors and you walk to the bar and that 10 seconds that you spent walking, you're mentally preparing yourself to then pick up the bar and do that. Or you need to scale the run on. All right. Well, I'm glad you all know that now when you see me walking <laughs> on the run. Giving your permission to Ulterior scale around. your motives. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone's going to start saying Listen to the podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to part one of this podcast. Part two will be coming out very soon, so be on the lookout for that. And if you have any questions or topics that you want us to talk about on future episodes, just be sure to let us know at the gym or send us an email or leave us a message on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you at the gym.